Welcome to Rebuilders. My name is Liddy and I'm here with Mark in a slightly different context today. How are you going over there, Mark? Good. We're not in the same building or the same suburb, adjacent suburbs, essentially, but um, it's good to be speaking nevertheless. Yes, it is. And we've had a few chats before um, recording this morning. And whilst that rhymes and is pleasing to me, I want to tell you about what we're going to be focusing on for the next few episodes. We're sort of doing a bit of a sub-series on formation and what formation looks like at the present time in the reality that we're living in. Uh, We've been talking as a church uh, about formation for many years and how the post-Christian world in all of its forms shapes us towards its own culture rather than towards Christ and the culture of the kingdom. And, you know, things from your workplace to shopping centres that influence you to buy things to technology, um, we are shaped and formed by the culture that we are surrounded by. And particularly focusing on technology, we are in a situation right now where we are forced to engage with technology whilst in previous times we've been shying away from using technology too much we are forced to connect through technology and that is posing some questions and some challenges potentially for what it looks like for the people of god to be formed for us as leaders to lead people well in this time so mark can you unpack a little bit about what we're currently facing in terms of forming people to the way of Christ, apprenticing ourselves to the way of Christ during COVID-19 and our use of technology. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think ultimately, you know, we're formed by ideas, but also we're formed by living out those ideas. Sure. Um, There is that reality that um, you can learn how to change a tyre by just hearing about it, but then when you're outside of the freeway and your car's broken down and someone comes up and does it in front of you, you're going to learn that in a different way. And in a sense, yeah. what that person's doing is apprenticing. They're showing you, they're saying, hey, you try this, but you don't, you don't you know, do that bolts there. And um, so there's this element that I think people have realized that all throughout history, um, the best way to learn is through apprenticeship. Jesus understood this. A lot of our education comes, you know, I guess didactically through um, information transference, mm-hmm. um, but then also, you know, there's that sense that if you really want to learn something, you need to be apprenticed. So, as disciples, when we say that word disciples, it means we're apprenticing ourselves to Jesus. Yes. Now, any form of apprenticeship runs into a problem is what happens when the apprentice who's following a master and the master dies? <laughs> the master has learned through practice all these great breakthrough things that work in practice that they want to pass on to their apprentice. But at some point, the master dies. So in a sense, what happens then, institutions are created to carry forward mm. um, those insights learnt and those practical nuggets of gold of things that work in the real world. And so in a sense, institutions are created to continue the process of apprenticing and moulding us. What's really interesting is that one of the things about um I guess, Western culture and so much of global culture at the moment is many of our institutions now less want to mould us towards good outputs for us and to learn Mm -hmm. good things, but in a sense want to sell us things and shape us towards their ends. And one of the things that has happened in the West is many of those received wisdoms that 
people pick up from institutions or apprenticeship is the West has pushed itself against authority. So, hey, I'm the master of my own domain. Mm -hmm. I don't need to learn from you. Um, I can work it out myself. So discover your own truth cuts against the idea of apprenticeship. And then secondly, we're also in this time where people are pushing back against institutions. Mm. Now, partially that's right because institutions have become corrupt when they get distance from the original reasons they were set up for and that goal to pass on to other people. And so we have this fascinating battle. And I think that's what churches have realized that, hang on, we're dealing now with people who are being formed by institutions, be they shopping centers, um, marketing, a sporting event, which is pushing them towards a kind of radical individualistic view for their life, which actually is also promoting that view so that people will be controllable and buy products and so on. Mm -hmm. um, and other people set the agenda for their lives. Now, one of the really interesting things is, I think that when this happened, this, this, this pandemic is, there was this so much work, and we did this as read as you said, as we set mm -hmm. this out, that we've created so many different things to actually form people towards the way of Jesus and used our services we've looked at we've had whole meetings of how do we form people in our services how do we form people in our discipleship groups how do we form people even in just how they connect and want to join our church mm. um, a little thing we realized is that people were increasingly formed by their iphones the first thing they did in the morning was to pick up their iphone instead of picking up the bible so we created this concept of read a habit called win the day so instead of like letting your phone set your agenda for the day, let scripture and prayer and worship set the agenda for your day. So then when this comes along, all of a sudden there's this great fear that technology will now even form us more greatly and work even more powerfully against discipleship. But what I want to do is I just want to pull a little element of that technology out. And sure. it's less so the technology, and it's totally true, Marshall McLuhan um, said that, you know, the medium is the message that in a sense, the tool shapes us as much as um, the message that's coming through. Mm. And there's a sense where one element of that is that in our contemporary culture, the radical individual finds a sense of self through broadcasting and performing to an audience who then feeds them back a message. So there's one term that people call expressive individualism, mm -hmm. which is that not only are we radically individual, you must show your identity to the world and it must be affirmed by others. And what's happening, Yuval Levin, who's an American political scientist, says something really interesting, which really got my attention. He said that institutions used to be um, passes on of, of formation. They used to, he said they used to be molds to form us into better people. Mm -hmm but now they're being subverted and they're becoming platforms for self-expression, performance and celebrity. He went so far as to say that in Washington DC, where he hangs out, the most effective sort of congressional subcommittees are the ones, the security ones, which are top secret and there are no cameras allowed because what's happening in the ones that are being filmed, he said that most politicians left and right now are joining those and they're, they're responding to get a YouTube soundbite that then increases their followers. And he even said, I mean, it's, it's cynical, but it's interesting. He said, you know, increasingly people are joining, becoming political candidates in order to expand their online presence versus then to serve the greater good. And when I heard that, I thought, wow, that's absolutely fascinating. Natural as a church guy, mm -hmm. I'm like, wow, how is that playing out? If institutions which used to be formed to mold us are now becoming platforms to, to you know, stand on. And look, we can do a whole examination of contemporary <laughs> politics and how you know presidents and prime ministers have now become in a sense performers 
But I think let's bring this back to, uh, you know, discipleship and, and formation. When formation becomes, imp- when formation becomes performance, mm. instead of being formed, we enter into this feedback loop with the audience, often our peers, mm-hmm. um, in which they, rather than the received good of the institution or the practice that we're trying to do, actually forms us. So I think part of what we're concerned about at the moment when we're looking at technology is less the fact that technology can be used to form content, you know, communicate content. Yes. Um, it, it's actually the form of performance that is accompanying um, technology at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, such a big question facing us. And so many uh, people that are listening are leaders. And what do you think that leaders need to watch out for in this kind of aspect of formation in understanding, I guess, their own formation in this performative kind of space, um, but also the formation of the people that they're leading? Because it's, yeah, again, that double-edged sword. Mm. Well, I mean, we're in an incredible time where technology offers us platforms that we've never had before and the mm-hmm. ability to communicate. Um, and in the past that in a sense, your platform would be connected to you building something large and successful, a large mm-hmm. ministry, a large church. But now you can have people who have huge online platforms, um, which is, you know, push forward if you do social media um, in successful ways. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, successful formation is the building of character and the integration and practicing of actions and attitudes and habits which lead to flourishing. So if you're successfully forming and you're flourishing, uh, people then see you and go, that person's got character. And when you've got character, that leads to credibility mm-hmm. and that often leads to leadership. We want leaders who are credible and competent and people are drawn to them. Yet what's interesting is that the performative society Um, that we live in of radical individualism prefers visibility to credibility or actually messes them up. So that person who's got 400,000 Twitter followers or Instagram followers and everyone's watching their their videos, therefore we think, oh, they must actually be credible. But we know this is not true, that because there's this sort of unreality that that these platforms can create, mm. that visibility does not equal credibility. So a lot of leaders now, particularly young leaders, and we know there's lots of young leaders who listen to this podcast, can go, hang on, if I'm visible, I'm credible. And that's mm. one of the great mistakes of this, of this um, moment. So performance also is interesting in the sense that formation passes on this wisdom that you have gained by actually practicing something and putting it in place. So I realized myself that I couldn't let the phone determine my um, day. So I then made this thing where I put the phone up the other end of my house. I still do that. I put the phone literally at the furthest point of my house (laughs) than where I have my quiet devotion time in the morning. And I was doing that for a few months and thought, wow, this is actually really helpful. This is helping my spiritual life. And then I shared it. So that's mm. passing on of a formation practice that I had learned through my own life. Um, and, and it was a contextual relevant thing that I had taken personal responsibility with and then passed it on to others. And because that had come out of personal application that was successful, other people could then gain from that. But what's interesting is the world of performance prefers opinion over learned wisdom. So that's the other thing that leaders can go wrong. I've got a platform now and I can communicate. So I'm just going to then communicate my opinion on things 
versus actually stuff that I've learned where I've had, you know, what Nicholas Nassim Taleb calls skin in the game. Mm. And so there's this sense where you've got leaders who are moving further and further away from actually things which are coming out of the overflow of the personal you know, things that they're learning in their walk with God. And that's when we begin to sort of, you know, get this gap in credibility that I think we're, we're feeling. And actually it, it, it creates almost this unreality at the moment. Yeah. Okay. So if there's this gap that's widening potentially, how do we then move towards a culture of renew, a renewal and away from the digital performance culture or the the trappings of that yeah i think there's a couple things the first thing is that what can happen very quickly is you can get trapped in this feedback loop Uh um, in the performance culture so basically i'm putting content out there i'm putting opinion out there um or even i just put putting myself out there you know Mm -hmm. me doing something crazy and it's interesting too like it's it's fascinating the sort of moment of tiktok happening and (laughs) COVID 19 it's interesting and, you know, TikTok is an even more performative version of yeah. social media. Yeah. Um, and so there's this element where the leader who gains received wisdom through victories they're having in their private life and in their relationship with God and what they've learned from the people who have discipled them. And classically how it works is, um, you know, and I've talked before about withdrawal return. In a sense, mm-hmm. the leader withdraws they have distance and often in moments of solitude or in their private life they they learn these things that then they bring back to the public sphere and then communicate to others so Mm -hmm. there's this hidden space where our dwelling and abiding with god we hear from god we study scripture the spirit leads us that often happens in our personal life or perhaps with your family or perhaps in your neighborhood or perhaps in your church behind the curtain this is not the stuff that's broadcast yes. you you learn that there and then you bring that gold and you share that with others if it's helpful mm-hmm. when your your primary starting place is the stage not the molding of yeah. the private space when your primary starting place is the stage and you've got the ability to put content out there and perhaps you're entertaining or you've got a good charisma or personality you get into this very dangerous feedback loop where you're then explaining to the audience and your received wisdom is not even wisdom, but what you're receiving is feedback loop from the audience mm-hmm. where you're just going to give the audience more of what they want. And because we've got this very real time feedback mechanism of likes that what can then happen is you're not listening to God. You're not listening to the stuff that you're learning in your private life through actually hard one changes in your personal formation what you're doing is giving the audience what they want and martin guri wrote a really fascinating book called revolt of the public and and where he said is what we are now is we're in this crazy political feedback loop where you've got leaders who are performing in a sense on a stage who can do that and then you've got this public who have these over-realized expectations of what they want from their leaders Mm -hmm. they one of the things of this moment of performance is everyone wants authenticity. We want the leader who cuts through the sort of rubbish and is authentic. But in a performance, you cannot be authentic in public in a way yeah. that you are in your private life. So, yeah. so much of the talk of authenticity 
is that you'll actually find then what Guru is saying is you almost, they almost want the leader to be pulled down to their level. We're dysfunctional. We want the leader to share their dysfunctions. Mm-hmm. And in a sense, together we pull ourselves down. So there's this devil's bargain with visibility because the leader with platform is constantly cajoled by the audience to replace character and wisdom with something else such as cool entertainment yeah. or even religiosity. Mm-hmm. So religiosity and Jesus, why, why does Jesus in the gospel say, when you fast, don't be like the Pharisees who are putting on a show, right? So even in the first century before social media, this was a dynamic. Mm-hmm. Religiosity or religious spirit or whatever you want to call it is faith plus performance. Yeah. So there's even leaders with, with, with platform who were telling an overly religious audience in the sense of it's not coming from a personal relationship with God. It's just they're performing religious duties. If you're reinforcing that and then giving them just more things to do, that then becomes hypocrisy. And that can become this sort of religious performance. And the spirit of religion, uh, I guess, it, you know, expands at that point in time. Yeah. So if I can maybe boil down like in essence, what you're saying, formation, whether you're a leader, whether you are, whoever you are, must happen in low visibility and must happen in the hidden places first. And from there, that's where you lead. Even if you're leading via a screen, that's where you lead from. Is that kind of yes. a distilled version of what you're saying? Yes. Absolutely. And, and, and so there's these two opportunities that happen in the moment. Like in a sense, all of us have retreated to a kind of hiddenness. Mm-hmm. All of us are leading very similar lives at the moment. We're not seeing heaps of people. We're retreating to our rooms and our houses. There is this really interesting hiddenness that's happening at the moment. One of the things I felt the Spirit say to me early on, um, and even partially before this happened, I felt that this was, there was a time for the humble coming. Mm-hmm. And when the pandemic started, I realized there was this retreat where in a sense, we're all hidden. There's this humbling now where you're seeing leaders who have got big platforms and everyone's in a sense reduced to what it looks like to be on a Zoom screen (laughs) at the moment. And in the invitation to that, there is the invitation to our primary formation Mm -hmm. being what happens in our homes and our rooms in hiddenness. Like there's a, you can't run around like a headless chicken touring the world like we used to. There is this profound hiddenness moment where God wants to work on a bunch of deep stuff with us in these hidden and quiet spaces. I felt that the spirit saying to me that the time has come to disassemble the platforms Mm. and to use that wood and repurpose that wood and recycle that wood to build prayer rooms, hidden spaces. And there's always this sense that in every, when I read about renewal, people get into this crisis in their personal lives, which leads to renewal. Mm -hmm. And that crisis almost always contains an element of hiddenness. And it's those hiddenness places that actually that's where character and then credibility is formed. The spiritual authority that we need at moments like this, where the last thing people need now is just more entertainment and, and more silliness, like, and more performance and more opinion. What people need at this time is actually spiritual authority. And that spiritual authority will only come when we've got the right balance between what God is doing in our private spaces than what we're communicating in these public spaces. Um, Now, what's so interesting is um, the feedback loop 
with the audience must be broken and replaced by an audience with the king yeah. of one. That's how we rectify this. And when we do that, I think the technology then changes because what I've noticed is so many people I know who had little engagement with social media or rarely use Zoom are using it all the time now. How are they yeah. using it? They're using it to connect with loved ones. The technology now is more important than ever before mm. and we can actually subvert the technology um, which used to previously be subverting us to communicate content. We can share. I, I have been deeply um, moved um, you know, like I think we both, we, we in our sort of, um, uh, you know, church teams, Microsoft Teams group, yeah. you know, people were sending around the, the blessing song that was done in the UK where all mm. different churches across the UK got together and did this song. You know, mo most of us we shared were literally sort of in tears by the end yes. of it. That was the kingdom using this technology to connect these churches across the UK, to call mm. for this moment of blessing. You know, I saw that and that was just one of the most incredible sort of renewal markers um, at, a, at a moment of great brokenness. And it didn't have a spiritual a spirit of performance. There was big churches, there was little churches. Um, they all were just in cupboards and bedrooms <laughs> on, you know, these sort of Zoom images that we're all so used to now. So in a sense, there is this moment where what if, at this, at this moment, we weren't just putting out more performance and more just content for content's sake and more opinion for opinion's sake. What if this moment, there was this almost Pauline opportunity as Paul sent out letters to offer those things that God has given us, those jewels, that gold, that, that wisdom that God's given us in the hidden places and use technology like this to communicate to other people, to grow them, to equip them as they work through things in their hidden places and to join together as the people of God in this unitive moment um, where we move from performance to actually hiddenness and mm -hmm. from, move from, from performance to actually presence. So for, as you say, formation has to occur in low visibility. Hiddenness must be valued at this time. Let's not miss the opportunity and the invitation to move into hiddenness. So formation can still happen with yes. technology, but what we have to get rid of is performance. Yeah. And we need to move to a time now where let's go back to expressing life-changing, deep spiritual authoritative content that comes out of victories in our private places where we sit with the presence of God. So good. Um, I am looking forward to going back and listening to a bunch of that. Thank you so much for joining us. Next time we'll be back with more on formation. Thanks, Mark. Thank you. <laughs>